Hello and welcome to this Thursday, December 5th edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Uh, follow my Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at LO underscore Penguins. Good thing I didn't butcher that like the last uh, time I had this episode. Would have been a disaster. And um, we have a lot to get into today. So the Penguins uh, obviously did not have an episode yesterday. Um, but the Penguins had a really nice win against the St. Louis Blues, shutting them out 3-0. The t- defending champions came in. It was a home-and-home home for the Penguins, but it was not a home-and-home home for the St. Louis Blues as they made a game on Monday that they won. But the Penguins, they were able to shut them out, and they got the 3-0 win. To get, and, you know, they, they badly needed that after getting no points over the weekend against the Blue Jackets and, of course, the Blues, who they played on Saturday night. So the Penguins get their revenge after losing uh, their version of the home-and-home. And, home. and um, <clears throat> this was, I think, the win of the season, or, or one of the probably the top five, top three wins of the season. Uh, Tristan Jari, um, let's just start there. Another um, miraculous performance. He was seeing the puck well. Um, the whole game, uh, he, he, there was a flurry of chances in the second period where he just he was kicking them away like it was nothing, and he was just absolutely outstanding. Um, twenty eight saves on twenty eight shots. An- another performance where he's above, well above. I mean, well above nine twenty, of course, uh, nine thirty, and that's an- just another start. And you know, <clears throat> the more that this talk gets talked about, you know, he- he's going to have to keep getting more starts. And you know, I- I've been on. a uh, been, this has probably been a broken record, I'd say, for just talking about it. But, I mean, the way that he's playing right now, I mean, you're getting a little closer to potentially a goalie controversy here. I, I still don't think it's there yet. I still think this is Matt Murray's net when he's fully on his game. <clears throat> he's fully healthy. But when your starting goaltender is not playing well and he's not giving you the best chance to win, you ride with the backup until his numbers regress. Because... At some point, they will regress, I think. I don't think he's going to be able to keep this high-level play up. But, you know, he's, he's definitely giving the Penguins a little bit to think about right now. And definitely Mike Sullivan as to who he should start on a, game, a nightly basis. Um, obviously, they're going to split this weekend. Uh, I guess Murray will go against Detroit. That, I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, that, that his, this next start for Murray is big. <clears throat> it's against a Red Wings team that, <clears throat> excuse me, has, I think the wor- I think it's the worst goal differential in the league. They've been one of the worst teams in the league all season. They just don't have a lot of talent on there. And you would just go Tristan Jari against Arizona on Friday night, as Arizona's been a really good team this season. Uh, they're in a playoff spot right now in the Pacific Division to in the top three in their division. And, and yeah, I, that's what I would keep doing. I mean, I would keep giving Jari starts. You don't, of course, you don't need them to go back-to-back. I mean, you have two really good, capable number one goaltenders, but... I mean, you know, that was just what a performance off from Tristan Jari. Uh, I just I'm running out of things to say about just how good he's been. Um, I just it's awesome, and you know, like I said, keep giving him more starts. Um, if if he turns out if he starts regressing back to back a little bit, then you know what, you just give his starts back to Marie and hope he bounces out of this funk. But he should hopefully bounce out of this funk regardless. Um, I thought defensively. Uh, this was one of the uh, Penguins' best games of the season, uh, limiting chances. Uh, the Penguins just. They bully. They just bullied the Blues all night long. Um, it was a pretty. It was a pretty um, interesting sight to behold. The Penguins um, overall um, they finished. They finished with fifty eight percent possession wise, fifty eight percent of the shot attempts. Um, Penguins in the first period alone in that game, sixty four percent. Of course, they found possession wise. Second period, it was evenly played. I think the Blues. That's when they had, of course had their pushback. And then in the third period, sixty uh, percent for the Penguins, forty percent for the Blues. They held the Blues to. Barely over 40% possession-wise, and I mean, that's one of the best. They're usually one of the better possession teams in hockey, so just a really great defensive performance. Uh, Jack Johnson missed the game with an illness. Uh, 
saw really some really funny tweets during the game. Oh, he missed the game with uh, diarrhea. <laughs> it's like you guys are just and all those all those jokes just get to me pretty good. But uh, John Marino uh, took Dumoulin's place after, of course, Dumoulin got hurt, and he did not look out of place again. Uh, this kid just keeps getting better and better. He uh, played all the minutes with Crystal Tang, who had a really really nice game. No uh, big errors from Crystal Tang. I was really good offensively. Um, but yeah, I thought you know great game from Crystal Tang. Um, Chad Ruudu was inserted in the lineup, of course, with for Jack Johnson. I thought he looked fine. That penalty that he took, it kind of looked like it should have been a four on four. I thought it was a little maybe a bit of a slew foot. I could be wrong though, but um, Zach Trotman, um, I've never just really been impressed with him, but I thought he was okay. Uh, Marcus Pedersen, mm, stat, um, status quo with him. Um, Penguins did open the scoring thanks to a Marcus Pedersen shot, but it was deflected by Teddy Bluger uh, less than a minute into the game. Thought, you know, the Penguins were going low to high. If you guys missed it, Mike Sullivan had a really good explanation about that during the um, the first period when he was talking to Brian Boucher, who thankfully um, has taken over for Pierre Maguire. Um, I can't stress enough how much better Brian Boucher is at that job than Pierre Maguire because Pierre will just spit out these... Like he, he, like, he is an encyclopedia, but, like, a lot of the times the facts are just like, dude, who cares? And, like, Brian Boucher, like, he actually brings a lot more to the broadcast because... Like hit, hit, like hit more X's and O's talk and just like better. It's just the broadcast just flows better when he's like inside the glass and like the question that he asked about like you know because Galo to high and Sullivan just had a great answer with it with like with the defensive structure that I think St. Louis was having and I mean I just I can't speak wonders as to how um, good Mike Sullivan um, has been this season especially with the circumstances but um, I really thought that was cool. Um. But yeah, like the Penguins, they were literally limiting St. Louis to the perimeter a lot. They only gave up, like I said, 28 shots on net. Um, they did. The Penguins were giving up uh, a little bit too many chances in the second period. But thankfully, you know, that's what your goaltender is there to do. And um, at times when your defense is not playing as tight as they want to do, Jari's right there making save after save after save. Um, just, oh, I, 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 I can't say enough about how good he's been, but... Um, that was that's what you need sometimes when your defense, like I said, is not playing um, as tight as they should be. The Penguins they tightened up after that, and then in the third period it was basically no contest. The Blues had almost no chance of going back. But um, I did really like Teddy Bluger's goal to make it one nothing. Um, Alex Galchenyuk also had a goal, folks. Uh, was on a little mini breakaway. It's good to see him get his second goal of the season. That's another goal for him in his. In his uh, I think he went. Now it was only about a few games after he scored his first. Um, and we're going to get to more Galchenyuk talk in a little bit because it looks like, though, even though he scored that second goal, Jim Rutherford is not too pleased, I don't think, with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with Alex Galchenyuk. And then, of course, uh, the newcomer, Stefan Nason, gets his first goal. Uh, his celebration was pretty awesome. He, he looked like he was, like, screaming for about a minute straight. Um, but great play by Cahoon. It's like that nice touch pass to McCann. McCann just fires it on net, and Mason is just standing right in front of the net to put it past Bennington. No chance uh, for the three goals. But, yeah, I, I was just really impressed with how the Penguins played that game. They really needed it. Um, we're going to get to some more stats in a little bit about this win and about, like, the Penguins overall. But, you know, this was a win, they, like I said, they badly needed it, and it couldn't have come at a better time considering they lost uh, two games in a row um, going into this game. So some more talk about uh, about the Penguins, I guess. Um, so an article came out just a few a couple hours ago, actually, about Alex Galchenyuk and uh, Josh Yowie of the Athletic. Um, actually interviewed Jim Rutherford to get his comments about it. You know, just you know to see basically like you know like how how do you how do you assess his play? And apparently, 
uh, Jim, he's just not that happy with his play. You know, apparently he's not a lineup locked when the Penguins get healthy, which I think I would agree with him at this point. Um, if the Penguins ever do get fully healthy, and it looks like there's two players that are going to play tomorrow night against the Arizona Coyotes, I think he's going to have to really work hard to get in the lineup because right now, I mean, Sam Lafferty is working hard to be an everyday player. He's looked really, really good. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, he's going to have to, this is going to be a dogfight. Apparently, uh, according to Josh Yowie and Rutherford, as quote, not necessarily, I'm not really convinced that there's the right chemistry with, with Evgeny Malkin and Gauchenik. You have to have players that have the expect chemistry, the right fit. I never thought that was going to be the place for him. And basically what else um, he said, the fact of the matter is uh, when we're totally healthy, he's going to have to work very hard just to get in the top 12. That's just the way it is because we have a lot of players playing well. So that's the good news and the bad news. Um, yeah, you can you can definitely see that Rutherford is not happy with the return of the Phil Kessel trade because he thought, I think, that Galchenyuk was going to be producing a lot more. And I mean, I think we all thought that he would be producing more than two goals at the third, at 33%. 33.3% of the way through the season. We would have all thought he would have had more than two goals by now. I mean, this is a player last year who was almost a 20-goal scorer. He's been a 20-goal scorer in the league before. Um, and it's just it's just not been the right fit. And, um, you know, and there are a couple of people on Pennsylvania, you know, like this is basically an article where, you know, the GM says he's not playing and, and you know, there, there could be a trade um, coming maybe at some point. I don't think it's imminent or anything. But I, I, I like I said on the podcast with uh, Cam the other day, uh, one of my best friends, I really, really do think that we could potentially see Alex Galchenyuk not be here after the trade deadline. Hell, even potentially by January, because um, like Jim Rutherford, like I said, he, he's not happy with it. Um, you know, even though he admits he's a hard worker, he's always out late after practice. But you know, that, if that only does so much, because um, I mean, like it just only does so much because like sooner or later you're gonna have to like put start putting points up and start putting goals and what you were expected to do when you came over from Arizona in the Phil Kessel trade, but um, that's not been the case so far. Um, it's just been, it's just it's not been good for him. And like I mean, hopefully the, you know, and you hope that the goals start coming in bunches. You hope that he starts scoring more because you've seen it at times throughout his career where he can. He can put it together and be the player that we all people know he can be. But, you know, if, if he just keeps playing like this and, you know, he's not scoring only two goals, like I said, he, and even though he ba- he's barely putting up, what, not even a half a point a game, uh, the Penguins should, should, might as well just cut their losses at this point because, I mean, that's I think would be the best course of action. And, you know, when you have your general manager already not happy a, 30, like, a third of the way through the season after – you know, after your his biggest move of the offseason was trading away Phil Kessel for Alex Alchonik and a couple other pieces. Um, you know, that's not a good sign. Um, that's just not a good sign at all. But, um, yeah, I wanted to bring that up a little bit. Also, um, Dom wrote a really good piece for The Athletic today. His 16 stats, if you don't, um, um, if you don't have not read that article, I really do. Uh, I really, I, You guys should really, really check it out. He talks a lot of good stuff about the Penguins. He basically says, like, yeah, guys, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, that the Penguins, when they ever get fully healthy, uh, uh, you guys probably need to watch out. Uh, Dom writes, you know, they're fifteen and nine and four, hundred point pace, which is really good. Um, and you know, he also is a really big fan of Mike Sullivan, which I've 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 said so many times on this podcast. I've said it on Twitter. I don't think you can name five coaches in hockey that have done a better job over the last few years. Um, even right now, there are not five coaches in hockey that are better than Mike Sullivan. Um, I would really like to see if you guys could really name five coaches better than him. I think he's one of the best in the league. Um, 
He basically he basically said they've averaged 3.5 regulars out of the lineup, and they're basically they of all the players that are out right now, they have 10.8 wins of value out of the lineup, which is the most out of any team in the league. And they're still just and they're still just do they're still just in the playoff hunt, which is absolutely insane. But um, um, he also said you know they, they've been earning the shot, they've been earning the shot share, um, they've been the expected goals average basically every game when they've been hurt, which is I mean. You got to admit, I mean, that's that's pretty hard to do with all these injuries, but that just goes to show how Mike Sullivan has everyone on this team stepping up. Um, I know they're playing in roles. Some of the players are playing in roles that you know they shouldn't be playing in, but everyone is buying into him. Everyone is buying into this team, the system, and it's just it's been great to watch. I know they're not getting the results that a lot of people want to see, but I mean, they're they're passing right now without their. Captain without Brian Dumoulin, without Justin Schultz, without Brian Ross, Patrick Hornquist, the list goes on and on and on. And um, apparently, uh, when the Penguins had their fully first fully healthy game, which of course came against the Edmonton Oilers, um, they they earned they had a they had a sixty nine percent nice by the way sixty nine percent expected goal share. And like we said on the podcast, the only reason why they lost that game was because the Oilers goaltender stood on his head. Um, Apparently, he also says in the 10 healthiest games the Penguins have played in, while their team has been healthy, they've outscored teams at even strength 30 to 19. Um, and they're 6 and 3 and 1 in those games. And, have a 50, and they have the expected goal share rate of 59.5%. 59.5%. If you guys don't know what that means, the expected goal share is basically like, it's just, it's the expected goals of like, like when your team is on the ice 5v5. That is very, very, very good. If controlling 59 over half of that, 59.5%, almost 60%. That is insanely good for the Penguins, especially you know, um, and that's what, and that's and even in their healthiest games, um, and when everyone's still not that healthy. So um, that just goes to show just how good this team um, is, and how good that they're gonna be when they get everyone healthy. There's also there's also some stuff in there about um, Evgeny Malkin and how he's playing since Andy Crosby has gone out. Um, hint, it's very good. I'm not gonna you know spoil it all, but. Um, you know, his, his, his 16 stats article is very good that comes out weekly. And um, I just thought I would share with you guys um, the Penguins-related content that was in there. Um, you know, I'll just reiterate it again. This is a very, very good team. And when they eventually ever hopefully get healthy, um, they're going to be a scary team. I think they're going to be one of the teams to be in the Eastern Conference, and especially if Matt Murray gets himself right, which I think he eventually will. Uh, this is going to be – this is getting close to a cup contender. We'll have to see what moves Jim Rutherford makes. Towards the trade deadline, you know, we'll talk about Taylor Hall coming up in the next segment. Josh Hall wrote a really good piece about it um, at the Athletic a couple days ago, and but I mean, yeah, like this is this team is very very good, folks. Um, so so for the uh, injury update, we'll just have a couple more injury updates. Uh, Crystal Tang did not practice today, uh, but before y'all uh, freak out, maintenance day on the Penguins Twitter account knows just how bad they um, are injured right now. And Andy Perelman, who runs the Penguins Twitter account, she runs all the social media. She put Exhale underneath, and that was that was great. Um, if you guys also didn't see, she literally went around the arena yesterday with with burning sage to try and like. Basically, like, good karma, the whole arena, and to, like, stop everyone from getting sick, and especially everyone from getting hurt, because the Penguins are just so banged up right now. I mean, we all know that. It's not even funny. I just thought that would, uh, you guys didn't see that, thought that would be really cool to share, because, um, I just, I, that, that, that video, that, it was not on her, the Penguins Twitter account, it was on her Twitter account. I mean, I just know she, of course she runs the Penguins Twitter account, but, uh, if you guys haven't watched that video, go check it out, but for injury updates, 
it looks like Justin Schultz. He said he's a game time decision tomorrow. Matt, uh, Matt Maria, Mike, head coach Mike Sullivan confirmed that he is. I've said it before on this podcast. I'll say it again. About ninety to ninety-five percent of the time, when a player is a game time decision, when Mike Sullivan says that, that the player plays. Brian Russell also practiced fully today. It looks like he's nearing his return. He's also a game time decision tomorrow. So, Penguins look like they're going to be getting two players back from injury tomorrow. <laughs> Woohoo! That's that's two down and about five to go. So. Um, that's really good news. Any player that comes back obviously is big. Um, also, I don't think I said this, but Patrick Hornquist, if you guys did not, uh, um, see it, if you guys have been under, and you all have been living under a rock, he is, <laughs> he is out longer term with a lower body injury. Apparently, according to a couple reporters, he's been seen in the press box with a very big knee brace. So, um, it sounds like that it's a knee injury for Patrick Hornquist, but um, I'm no doctor and I haven't really seen him. I'm just going off what a couple of the uh, Penguins beat reporters have been saying about that. Uh, Sidney Crosby looks like you know he'll probably return around Christmas time, so that's it again. Another 12, 19, 26, three, three, three and a half weeks away about him, probably with Nick Bukestad as well. Um, yeah, so you know we're getting ever so closer and hopefully getting back some more players. Two more tomorrow night so that against the Arizona, so that'll be nice. And um, so what else to cover today? All right, let's just go into the more Taylor Hall talk because um, well, let's not have enough Taylor Hall talk. Um, Josh Yoey um, outlined this the other day uh, about the Penguins. Like, should they trade for Taylor Hall? Like, what are the uh, positives, the uh, negatives? Um, and I think for the Penguins, I, I think it's it's you should definitely inquire about it. I mean, every team should inquire on Taylor Hall. He's one of the best players in the league. Um but do I think it could work? I think it could, but the package would be interesting to me. Um, Elliot Freeman wrote his 31 thoughts. He did not put Pittsburgh as a team that's pursuing them. But, I mean, it's still very early with Taylor Hall. I think Ray Shiro is probably just going to do his due diligence at this point. He's not going to aggressively shop him until it gets closer to the deadline probably, which is, of course, um, late February, early March. Um but, I mean, and the Penguins, I think they should definitely try to pursue this. I mean, you know, you only have so many chances to win Cups. This would be a fourth one under Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, which would, I mean, cement their legacy even more here in the city. Um, I know the price could be a bit steep. I mean, I would get include the first-round pick. I'd give up a roster player, maybe two. And then for prospects, I wouldn't give up Kalen Addison. I, I'd keep him. Uh, that's not... There are a lot of prospects I think I would give up in this organization. Kaylin Addison is not one, and I don't know if I would give up Poulin either. Um, there's, uh, there's, those are this, those are the two ones I would keep very, very close by. Uh, Tristan Jari, if the Devils wanted him, I think I think I may maybe do it. Um, but like just another one of their big prospects, I just I would I would trade basically any prospect except Poulin and Addison because I think those two guys, uh, kids are going to be really, really good. Um, once they get up to the um, NHL level and um, obviously play in the minor leagues and just see how they, they keep developing. But um, especially because Taylor Hall, like, he's a, he's a UFA after this year. Like, he's a rental. Like, I just, like, I, I just, I wouldn't give up that much for him, especially, like, our top two prospects just because, so you're getting a rental. Like, yeah, I know, in the end, cups matter anyway. And, I mean, I get that. Like, the future, like, who cares right now? But, I, I mean, I want at least one to two of those prospects to stick around so that the Penguins have, you know, they're not, like, basement, like, Detroit-level bad. I mean, that, I mean that's just the goal, I think, at least. But um, I would I, I would really, I mean, I love seeing Taylor Hall in Pittsburgh. I mean, ultimately, I don't really think they're going to um, get him. I think he's going to go to somewhere like Colorado, who actually 
has a lot of the cap space to do it, they, they have a ton of cap space. Or someone like, um, maybe what, the Stars or something? I, I don't know. Send him out west somewhere so that he can go back out west. Uh, doubt Edmondson would be in there because, I mean, that would be that would be pretty funny, though, if Edmondson was in there, right, guys? I think that would be pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, there's been a lot of Taylor Hall talk this week. Um, we all know Ray Shiro. I mean, it, it does sound like going to Josh Yoey, but, you know, Shiro and uh, Rutherford are very good friends. But, um, you know, I just, I just, I know that Shiro would know the Penguins prospect pool and, of course, the players very well, considering he was here for so long. You know, he drafted a lot of the players here that are, you know, up playing right now, I think, with the Penguins still. So, um, and, and just, like, signed some of them. So, um, yeah, I mean... I would, I would love it. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I would include a very nice haul to get done. I don't think I would do two first round picks. I think that that is a little much. But um, I would definitely, I think, do one from this year or maybe the next year one. But I would not do two of them um, at the same time uh, to go get uh, Taylor Hall. But um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked On Penguins. I'm gonna try to have one tomorrow. I should, I should have one potentially after the game. Um, the, uh, I have a friend coming down to visit me for the weekend. Um, I'm going to tease that a little bit now since, uh, once uh, something officially gets announced with it, um, I'll let you, um, I'll, I'm not going to really let you know about it. It'll just a pop, it'll just probably pop up on Twitter at some point this weekend, but I have a friend coming down, so we'll see if I can record, uh, while she's here. Um, Penguins, of course, play Arizona this weekend. Phil Kessler's return. Um, everyone, please give him a standing ovation. Uh, if you go to the game, like I said, uh, he deserves it. He may be brought to tears, but, you know, considering everything he did for this city and for this team, please give him a nice ovation. And the Penguins go to play the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday night, uh, uh, Saturday, as they are one of the worst teams in the league before uh, getting to play more, before playing more next week. But um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon.